night to full energy. I'm bent right here because they're my enemies. Subscribe and like, rate and review. Your own subs are they eat. I'm against two. We're gonna win the trophy when overdue. Can we do the double make it deja vu? It's a move London thing. Girl, but it's only on the wing. Harry's one of our own nine and in. It's only got one E, but let's see the king. And we got Delhi Ali that's talking. Where the shells side, where the shells side, where the shells side's what we see. Where the shells side, where the shells side. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Shelf Side Podcast, episode 28. Kwabna, how you doing, my man? Endombele episode. Endombele episode. Also, Who's number 27? Uh, that we didn't Lucas call that Moore. last week. Lucas Moore, yeah, Lucas. You know why I didn't want to get into it, yeah? Because I didn't want to do what you do, yeah? Where you set the, you set the invitation. <laughs> and when we get to, like, episode 100, I'm going to be like, uh, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? I know what we're going to do. I know what we're going to do. I want to play a little game with you, so I'm gonna. I'm not going to say anything about it now, but it will give you the answer in a bit. Okay. All right? But I hear, I hear what you're saying. Let's just fuck, throw it out there where and when it comes to yeah, us. So yeah, and Dumbelly. I missed some big ones. Yeah. Really, so, boy. I mean, a hell of a lot, to yeah, be fair. Yeah. yeah. But... <laughs> this is, this is but, a good 26 players, bro. Have a good reference. To be... <laughs> yeah. High and low squad numbers as well. So it's mad, it's mad, it's mad. But it's all good, though. International break right now, but still a lot to talk about and stuff. I'm going to do all of the admin afterwards. We're going to get straight into it this week, I think. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so what? Since, since we last spoke... We beat West Brom away from home at the Hawthorns. Newly, newly um, promoted side. Beat them 1-0. Uh, Slavin Village had them very well organised. They were playing very opportunistic football. And I, when I say that, it's like, I don't think it's fair to say that they were they were stinking up the joint and playing and, and hitting the hoping. There was actually methods to their approach. They carved out some opportunities, not really clear-cut, but they defended... Very well. They denied a lot of space, man. It was um, it was tough for a lot of our players to find gaps. Um, and Nobele struggled at times. I wouldn't, wouldn't say it was a poor performance, but I think he started off the season in very good form. So there's an expectation for him to open up everything. It didn't really happen for him this game. Um, I felt we defended quite well. Um, we had, you know, cleared off the line. I thought that... <clears throat> Who cleared it off the line? Dyer did. Okay. I feel um, Adverald and and Dyer did a you know had a had a had a de- had a decent game, but there wasn't that much going on, right? Um, when the lineup went out, I don't know. I want to get your initial thoughts to the lineup and how you, how you felt. So we started with Luis in goal, Reguilon at um, left back, Dyer, Adverald, Doherty. And then in front of them, we had Sissoko, Hovio, Bamele. And in front of them, had Bale, Son and Kane. As you all know by now, we won by scoring the 88th minute. It was a cross from Doty, uh, a, a, a nice flighted ball. To be honest, if you were playing those balls like a bit in the game, I wouldn't just be really pissed. But by that time, I was just so happy <laughs> to see any balls go into the, into the box. I didn't care. But there was no whip, nothing. He kind of sliced across it, floated it in nicely. And they're the ones that you'd half expect the keeper just come out and claim. I mean, the keeper came out, he would have claimed that comfortably, but he didn't. And 
So, you know, whatever. But that was the lineup. What did you think? What do you think of the lineup when you saw it? What was your initial thought? My initial thought was, wow, okay, the rumours were right. He's gone with Bell. Uh, we were kind of built up to Bell on last week's show, talking about he's finding his way, he's getting there. But to see him start a Premier League game away from home was still a bit of a surprise. I thought Lucas might get the nod. And then the other surprise, which I had an inkling, but I was a bit surprised, if I'm honest, because he played Dyer and um, Toby. And they'd played the past two games, so this meant this was their third game in seven days. And he doesn't usually do that. And then Poch didn't do it either. And they would always rotate at least one of the centre-backs if that was the kind of schedule. And he didn't do it, which is um, clear that those two are first choice now. And Sanchez has packed his bag almost because he didn't even make the bench. Um, Rodon um, made the bench. So it's clear who his first choice is. And it was needed for that game. And they played well, like you touched on, especially Dyer, which is what you didn't want to say. I mean, look, it was it was um, it was a it was a good performance, but it's like it was they showed competency, right? They weren't. It's not like we were laid. It's not like we were under siege for any part of the game. They created opportunities for sure, and he was accomplished the same way Alvaro was accomplished. It was like a decent performance, but I just don't want people to get carried away. It's not like they were facing a world class um, defense. I'm mean, sorry, attack. Like, who do they have? They have a fully championship-level um, <laughs> attack. That's what they have. And, and that's true. Them. And you can only deal... You can only beat who's in front of you, right? So I understand that he dealt with them. But, like, ultimately, eh, it, was it was it impressive in that sense? Not beyond the fact that he did what he was supposed to do. And uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I also don't want people to go and, like, he was playing, like, flipping Maldini because he wasn't. More like Berezi, if you answer yeah, me. Yeah, I was going to say Berezi, but I thought <laughs> might be a deep cut. Um, yes, yeah, so, um, I mean, yeah, I guess that, that's all. That's all fine. When when I considered that that game, though, I was left thinking we were compact. We weren't allowed ourselves to break being broken down by a team who shouldn't be able to open us up anyway. I find it interesting that since we played West Ham, we've got two clean sheets, uh, conceded one against Brighton, obviously, which we shouldn't have actually conceded. So it should have been three clean sheets. But we sacrificed, obviously, the goals on the other end. And we I've gone back to shades of having a very solid foundation and allowing individual attacking brilliance or moments to win us games. If we're doing that against small teams like West Brom, what's going to happen when we come against teams that are slightly more open, the Everton's and the Villas? And then what's more happens when we when we go against other top six clubs? What's our approach there? Do you see what I mean? Do we then do we then go open against a Man City? That doesn't really make sense. If you're going to sit against West Brom, how can you go open against Man City? But then at the same time, there should be more of a platform to play. So what do we do? What do we expect our coach to do? What should he do? So... I think there is a... I get your point. I understand where the concerns are. And it is a little bit concerning, but I think there are more than just what we see on paper um, at play here. So we see on paper West Bromwich album, bottom three, championship-level team. Well, a lot of championship-level players, you could argue. 
um, the mighty Spurs rock up and we struggle for a 1-0 win. Um, fine. It is a Thursday night, a Tuesday after a Thursday night. And if you look at Villa's record, for example, I think they've beaten Leicester, Arsenal and Liverpool after they've played in Europe the um, previous day or previous week. So there is something in playing a game directly after European football. And we know this. When we were in the Europa Cup many moons ago, we suffered the failures on a Sunday post a Thursday night. So there is something about playing on a Thursday, and it was an early kickoff, okay? And this group of players have played a lot of games yeah. in recent times. <clears throat> to play expansive football takes more energy, Okay. You're asking your fullbacks to get up and down. You're asking your midfields to join your forwards and get back. So expansive football is more energetic. I think Mourinho is, has A, sharp shop a little bit, and B, I think the players are conserving. They know they've got an international break coming up. Some of those will be playing. And then they've got a run of games, which frankly is going to decide what we're all about. Um, so I think, and I'm hoping that the... The manner of performance is energy-based and trying to just conserve. And if you go back to the Chelsea game in the um, League Cup, where they conserved their energy in the first half and they went full out attack in the second half, it was necessary because we were 1-0 down. But to answer your question, using that same game, when we need to switch it on, I think we can. I think we can and I think we will. And I think another factor that plays into the fact that we're going to switch it on is because what playing a top six side gives you is the, f is the space at the back. Because you take a City, City will leave gaps because they will attack, right? They're not going to concern, be concerned as much about being defensive-minded like a West Bromwich album and play five behind the ball. So the same with Liverpool, the same with Arsenal, Chelsea, they will all push forward, fullbacks will push forward, midfielders will join. And what have we proven over the last, I don't know, 12 months under Mourinho? One thing is for sure, we can counter-attack, we can hurt teams in the space. We can, but behind. like, just because we can turn on, and doesn't, and just because we will turn on, doesn't mean it'll give us the desired result. Because even if you do turn on, like, you still need a certain amount of time and certain things to go your way, to have the impact you want. That's the, the idea that we can turn on so that we'll get the results we need. That's what I'm worried about. Like, we can't say that because we can turn up the heat, we'll get the results. Because how many times have you seen teams just like batter and batter and batter and batter teams and still not like be able to break them down? That could be us on any yeah. given night. But not against the city. Not against the. When you say batter, right? When when those games happen and we're battering and, and nothing's happening or the goalkeeper has a worldie, it's usually a performance behind a low block. None of these sides are going to be playing a low block. Maybe Arsenal will go five at the back against us, but nobody else is going to go five at the back. Nobody else is going to play a four or five and two DMs sitting there, right? That's not going to happen. So it's not going to be that classic case of okay. banging on a door and nobody's home. There will be space in behind. I think one of the biggest problems, though, for our team right now and why the, the football's not so fluid is A, as we mentioned, Mourinho shut up shop. But my one takeaway from the West Bromwich album game, thinking about it, is Dombele. You touched on it, and yeah, he had a very good start to the season, and it seems like he's tapered off a little bit. If I'm honest, I think he has. He has some good moments, like yeah. in that game he, 
he set up Son. Son should have scored hit early. I think also that was that was great technique to set up Son in that position. Believable the ball, and awareness. Yeah, awareness was amazing. Like the ball to, from Kane was good, but he still had so much to do. And to have that guy at his back and to go to control it and cushion it to Son was like it deserves it deserves a finish. Yeah, he's probably angry with Son because that won't be shown on the highlight reels. But if he scores, yeah, it will yeah, be. Yeah, it won't be shown on the Tongi Dombele personal highlight reels. Now he also had another moment in the first half where he danced between two players. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. But I think his first half was good. Um, bright, bright spark in the first half. But I think he faded. Now, why I think he's not been as effective as we probably expect him to be is I think his position could be wrong. And I know why Mr. Mourinho has done this, is to be more compact. And maybe because his fitness isn't as or where it should be. Yeah. So he's almost given him a free roll-ish in the not so... It's not a 10, it's probably an eight and a half. But he often is further forward than Hoybier and Sissoko. Maybe he will be more effective if he was deeper. And his slide rule passes where he can hit the forward line early with those passes and we're not waiting for the ball to get to him with his back to goal in order for him to make stuff happen when the defences come back. Like he did against Southampton when he just pivoted, well, Zidane 360 between two and then pinged it first time to Kane who then pinged it first time to Sonny and that was 1-1. I think we're missing that link. I and think, I'm hoping... You're gone? Go on. No, no, go no on. I was going to say, I'm hoping the dream lineup comes through at some point um, in this run. But that's, for me, one of the major reasons why we're a bit laboured. I think that your points about number are, are, you know are fair. I think what's even more interesting is that when he was replaced with... When he was replaced with Lo Celso, the Celso brought like a whole new kind of impetus to the team. Like there was a lot, there was a, a lot of hunger, there was a lot of aggression. Uh, he got into those, you know, it's that Roman ten, in that Roman ten role. He was creating chances, he was popping things off, and he is not as fit as we need him to be. It's really frustrating, and that dream lineup you're talking about, we're hoping come to fruition. I think that is what. Nobele needs because when Lotelso is not in the team, he's the sole creative midfielder there. You need, yeah. you need other people bubbling around. It actually works quite well with Lamella because Lamella likes to drop in and play that kind of floating ten role and and pop things off and also dig in. But to have the pace of Son and Bell on on the outside, and have someone like and have both Nobele and and Lotelso who are willing to put in tackles, to make interceptions, to put themselves out of it, and can still create. Like that is such a tantalizing proposition. It's, it's just, it is. Like, just to get that finally on the pitch would just be amazing. And also, great footballing minds will find synergy, right? So, I don't know if you can remember the City game when we won 2 0 at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Dombele came off the bench. And as soon as him and Lasalso got together, it was like one twos in the middle of the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah just finding each other and obviously being on the same page. So being on that same page and then understanding that there is a defensive role, which I think they both know and this also relishes and Dombele seems like you said, is picked it up and relishing and then Hoybier in there. 
And I think three players comfortable and competent on the ball in the middle of the park is going to go some way to providing a lot of productivity. Because, well, you saw what we put out on Twitter. Yeah. And I don't want to dig out Sissoko. But I wanted to ask the question because I've seen a few people say that his um, he's pedestrian in our attacks. So he does a great job ball recovery, being a shield and his strength, etc. But he, if he gets on the ball, he slows down or ends our attack or just doesn't get involved in it. So we're a man down when we're attacking. What are your thoughts on Sissoko and his role? I think we, may, I think that may well be true. But what people also need to realise is that when he is not getting involved in the attack, it means that Hoyer, who's a better passer of the ball anyway, is able to step into that, knowing that he's got cover. And that's that's the nuance that people need to understand because because Stoker is he's fast, he's fit, he's a powerful runner. People expect to see him joining those attacks. I personally would prefer for him to hang back and provide that cover because he's got more pace than Hobio. He's more athletic. So if we are in attack and the transition gets flipped and then we're then we're on the back foot because our team are countering, what? Whilst Hoiberg is going to be intelligent in his positioning to be able to call that attack, when it's moving at such a pace, you're going to need someone with pace to be able to get into those positions and disrupt it. And Suzuki is better suited to that. So, yeah, he, he's not getting involved in that. And if, to be honest, I don't think... We, if we're really serious, we don't want him involved in those attacks. If that means that he can do the other job. Because he also doesn't have the range of passing. So, if someone... If the opportunity is in front of him, he needs to be able to either pass very quick over a short space of distance and very incisively which we've seen isn't that easy to do. Because if it was that easy to do, we wouldn't have waited for so long for Dembele to do it. Like, it's a big ask. And I think people trivialise that at times. So yeah, he's not getting involved. I don't think he should do. I, I'm happy for him to say, all right, if we're going to be flooding forward, let Hoiberg go there and play balls that he did for against Man United and do that because I can mop up behind him. That's a much smarter use of his, his capabilities and the talents. So, it begs the question then, We've got City coming up when we return from the international break and in a must-win game. Yeah. Right? Now, if Lo Celso can get himself up to some level of fitness, does he start? Should he start? Um, or does Sissoko retain his place? Also, do we go with other Verweld? and Dyer, which potentially means a lack of pace and to compensate a, um, a very low back line um, against the City side, which do you want to give possession up to and territory? I play Alderweireld and Dyer because whilst it does mean a low block, it means a level of stability that we currently don't have, right? And against Man City, if you have any uncertainty around your defence, they'll pull you out of position. Their job is to keep possession and to pull defence out of position. And once that gap appears, they go for it. If you have people who are currently understanding each other that partnership, then that's what we should go for, in my opinion. And then I think if Lo is fit enough, like genuinely fit enough, as in can play 90 minutes, then we play him against um, him with with Javier and Nabele because that midfield would easily overrun Man City's midfield. Because Man City's oh, midfield... Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. Man City, easily overrun. Yeah, yeah because the centre of the park... I'm talking about the centre of the park. I'm talking about the a midfield of um, Rodri, De Bruyne, and... Uh, 
Haaland. I mean, it could be Gundogan. It could be who's the other guy? It's probably it's probably going to be Gundogan unless he throws a um, trick in there and plays Foden. But I think it will be. I think the three that they play are Gundogan, Rodri, and KDB. Yeah, and I think when you I think when you when you consider that you're put in a position where you have to decide if you're going to try and stink it up and just make it difficult for them to play, or put players in there who can do a bit of both. And I think in in the three of those guys, Nobele, Hoiberg, and and the Celso, you have people who can pass, who aren't afraid of the fight, and can stick their leg in. Right, we saw against Liverpool when Man City played against Liverpool, the mobility of their midfield was so hampered, right, that they couldn't take advantage of the fact that Liverpool were basically playing a two-four-two because they just uh, uh, not uh, yeah, a four-two-four because their 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 midfield was like very slow and ponderous, and when they got the ball to the Bruyne, I don't like he can always find passes, he can always move the ball. But it's like the people around him weren't buzzing, they aren't moving fast enough. There wasn't that didn't even come into it much. And that they were lacking that. We can take advantage of that. We can. Because we've got midfield he can do both. So we can leverage that for sure. So to me I think it's in our best interest to do so. I just don't think that this house is gonna have the level of fitness required. But I would definitely pay that to So I think you've got to start with Lacelso then. I mean, for me we've got to hit the ground running. And I think we're at our best when we take the lead. Uh, like I did say, we can change it up, and we can. And we have come back against after conceding. We've done it against United, and we've done it against Chelsea this season, top six sides. So there is evidence that we can do it. City are a little bit different. You're going to have to run the gauntlet a little bit if you concede and then try and get the equaliser. Um, because they will try and pick you off if you leave gaps. Mm-hmm. But I think Hoybier against KDB is a good matchup. I think Hoybier will be up for that challenge. And this will really prove how good or how important he can be for us if he can keep KDB relatively quiet. Then I think you're right. I don't rate Rodri. And I think the Celso can cause him problems in there. And then you're saying Gundogan, Dombele. And I know who I would rather. Gundelong may be a bit more disciplined, but really, Dombele in there has shown discipline, he's shown great ability, and yeah, I think he dances. Ball recovery, interceptions, like tackles, all over that. I'm, I'm honestly, I think that, that that them being able to control that midfield, like I'm always a big believer in game being one of the lost in midfield, but being able to control that midfield and then get the ball quickly to, like Son always loves to, he, he loves the big game, so He'll turn up. I've got no doubt of that. Um, Bale definitely needs his welcome home party, and Kane in the yeah. ball he's in. No, no one wants to face that front three. So if you can get the ball quickly, like put pressure on that midfield, nullify De Bruyne, and then get those guys moving, then it's cool. But if you give that midfield time, Jesus is going. It's come back. He's come back with a goal. He looks fresh. He looks sharp. Um, really good goal. Yeah, Sterling. Sterling is always a, is always always a problem. And Mares, if Mares starts, could be very problematic. If Mares starts ahead of, if they decide to bring Silva into into the middle of the park and start and start Mares, we've got more of a problem to think about. There's more creativity. There's still pace. I, I if I was going to pay Spurs, that's what I would do. I'd actually pay Rodri. I'd pay De Bruyne, and I'd pay Bernardo Silva in the middle, and then I'd pay Mares out wide, Sterling. And then Jesus up top. That's very difficult. The mobility there is a lot, is a, is a lot greater, and that's gives you way more to think about. So that's what I would do. 
And you may do that because our fullbacks are probably one of our weaker strengths. Obviously, on the right-hand side, Doherty hasn't been great in a four. Regulon will relish the challenge. He'll relish the challenge against Walker when he's bombing down. He's got the pace, and that'll be a good battle to see. Um, I fancy him against Mares as well because Mares has got the trickery, but Rodri, I mean, Regulon has got the recovery, and he's not a bad defender. So I would like to see Mares going the other way. He's not going to. So there should be a lot of two-on-one Son and Regulon against Walker. And if we can push their fullbacks back like we did against Man United, then I think we can get through. And I think Diaz hasn't found his feet. Yeah, he's done well. He's done okay. But I think, I think the guy of Kane... I think, looked, I think he looks good. Very good. He don't, no, he has looked good. He's a good player. I just think... You come up against the guile of a centre-forward, a uh, good old-fashioned English centre-forward in the Premier League, you can mix it up. Um, expect another Kane special, sly little, clever bit of play. And um, I think you'll get something out of that Laporte and um, Diaz match-up as long as the service is there, which I think it will be because we've got Dombele and hopefully La Celso. So it's an interesting one. So that starts off, obviously, the fixtures nightmare. Um so we need a win in that game. And I think we can get it from some of the things we've spoken about. Yeah. And I think we've beaten City twice at home at the stadium, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, in the last two meetings, if that's correct. Yes. The 1-0 and the 2-0? Yeah. I, yeah, I think 1-0 and the 2-0. So Champions League, I'm talking, and the um, last season's Premier League game. And I think we needed Aguero to miss or Lloris to save two penalties in order to do so. So... The lightning won't strike three times, I don't think, and I'm not even sure Aguero's fit. But we may need a bit of luck, is my point, in order to get over the line. We may do, we may do. But I mean, looking at it now, that that run of fixtures we've got coming up, let's let's do like a quick fire. I mean, look, predictions are like almost impossible, right? It's impossible to me really know what's going to happen. But I just kind of think about what you'd expect realistically from this run of fixtures, all right? So I'm going to call them yeah. out to you, and you can let me know if it's a win. A lose, uh, a loss or a draw. Okay, mm-hmm. Man City at home. Win. I'm gonna include because we because well. we have to. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, you threw me there. All right. Yeah. No, do you know? Don't tell me that because you have to. I'm talking about what, whether you think we will or not. Well, of course, we have to. No, right now, I think yeah. we will. Right now, every in this the next six fixtures, I feel like all of them are must wins because if you're going to be solidify yourself as a potential ta- child talent, you need to be in and amongst it by the end of December. If, if this is where we have a fall away or cement our position, so definitely. So um, that's at your home. So I say, I say because we have to. No, you can't do that. No, no, I'm saying because we have to, as it's, it's a mentality because we're at home and we know that we've got tough away trips to Chelsea and Liverpool. Yeah. So, so it's one of those we, ones where we. Do you think we will? So I'm saying we will. I'm saying we will. Okay. Because the players' mindset will be of that. This is the one to capitalize on. All right. Cool. Um, Ludogorets at home Win Chelsea away Draw Lask away Win Arsenal at home Win Antwerp at home Who we got after Antwerp at home? Palace Liverpool Palace Palace. So Antwerp at home win Five wins on the bounce No, Uh, four wins on the bounce Palace, um, Palace away Everyone's been saying that we're going to lose or draw that game. I don't... I say draw. Draw, is it? Okay. 
just Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah, anything could happen in that game. But I will say this: I will say we should be going into that game a bit more positive because we never fare well at Anfield. However, we've done okay, but I think the cop, as the cop always does, saves Liverpool. They are copless this season. They've got no Van Dijk and potentially no Gomez at the back. Yes, Matip may be coming back and Fabinho may be recovering. Maybe not in time. But they're a bit broken and there's no cop. So we should be going there feeling confident. So I'm going to go draw. <laughs> <laughs> We've been oh, to say 5-0 win. Um, okay, cool. What about you? You know, I'm gonna, let's go to the end of December anyway. Um, because that could be tasty. Because after Liverpool, we've then got Leicester at home. Yeah, so let's just say that that run of five fixtures, obviously the Europa League games, I think maybe two wins and a draw or two wins and a loss probably make us qualify, or definitely qualify, and I think two wins and a draw will probably put us top because we're top now. So that's one thing. I think Ludogrets at home is going to be very straightforward. Um Lask weren't great, so away would be okay. But in the league, I think we need a minimum of 10 points from those games, right? And that's three wins and a draw. And that's why I'm saying City, they would have looked at at it and they will say City at home is winnable. Whereas Liverpool, Chelsea away, they may not feel as confident, even though away doesn't mean too much these days. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, But against Leicester? Where is Leicester? Leicester at home. Mm, depends. I would say draw. Is it? Vardy's a problem. It's problematic yeah, for us. That's going against us as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, would I... It's not I, bad. It's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. I'm wondering about what we actually think about with... Um, with what we do and for... I think this could be an opportunity to make a real statement. I'm not sure we will, but... Well, no, but it is an opportunity. It's definitely an opportunity. And I think we've got to go for it. We have no fear. We have to go for it. If we go in there anything less than... Like, if we go in there anything... Expecting or wanting anything less than three points, like, that's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Exactly. And I I don't think we'll shut up shop there. I think we'll be cautious, especially if they play the four up front. Um, But at least I'm open. Their full-backs go forward and, and listen... When we played them last season there, we should have been 2-0 up, right, before they equalised and then came back. So let's not be too fearful going up there, especially without um, VD, who actually turned them into title contenders and champions. So let's be confident in our boys. All right, cool. Um, You made a point about about their fullbacks, um, and it got me thinking about our fullbacks. So just to, like, finish up, I wanted to check, what you thought about the, the, the next tactical evolution of Tottenham. Now, the reason I'm thinking about this is you mentioned you mentioned their fullback, like I just said, but it got me thinking also about Doherty, right? So there have been mixed um, reviews, like you said earlier, about whether he's had a good season, you know, how he's been settling in. He was signed as someone who gets into the opposition box. He pushes, um, pushes them on the back foot. He gets goals, late runs, assists, etc. We haven't seen much of that. We've seen him playing very much like a like a right back. With that in mind, and what we've seen from Reguilon, it almost seems like to get the best out of both our fullbacks at the same time, we need to play three at the back. 
Problem is, we don't have three centre backs that he, that Mourinho trusts at the moment. So, with that in mind, do you think the next evolution for us tactically is three at the back, or should we just consider that like a, a formation that we go to once in a while rather than like a permanent thing? Because obviously, that that means that one of our midfielders goes, which I don't know. I'm not really that much of a fan of. So You're you not think? down for that. Yeah. So I think that is the biggest... I think you've named the two biggest issues with that. So, yes, valid point. Uh, I think we touched on this when we saw Reguilon for the first time and we said, wow, he is like a, f- a flying wing-back. He is a wing-back. And we knew Doherty was a wing-back. So, I mean, if we could play those as wing-backs and still keep the free midfield and the free up front, that'd be absolutely astonishing. But obviously, something's got to give. Yeah. And... We don't have three centre-backs that he trusts. Although, although, here's a stat. I don't believe Jafet Tanganga has played, definitely not in the Premier League, in a two at the back. He's only ever played in a three. So, could he be the third centre-back in that mix? Because, you're right, for me, it would scare me if we played three centre-backs. I don't think that makes us more solid it probably makes us more vulnerable, right? Um, unless Hoybier can do the classic Dyer from yeah. Dyer's best yeah. DMC. Yeah, drop straight line, drop back, make a free, split the two centre-backs right and left. Unless he can do that, then I'm not down for it because Regulon unlocks himself from left-back I think Doherty's probably been a bit more conservative, A, because Mourinho doesn't want both going forward, and B, because he's learning the right-back position again. So I think he can be unlocked. He did get an assist at the weekend, as you touched on, even though it was floated. (laughs) And we've just been talking about our dream midfield. Um, We don't want to lose. We want the three to play together. We haven't seen them play together. And by playing three at the back, we're going to lose one of those two unless we lose one of the front three. And we don't want that either, do we? So I think our strength is 4-3-3. And Doherty is going to have to find a way. And I think Hoybier is probably... Think about it, right? We're playing Hoybier and um, Sissoko at the moment. They must be able to cover either fullback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two two DMs there. So maybe it's not the formation. Maybe it's tactics and Doherty himself, why he's not getting forward as much as we expected him to. And as I mentioned to you, I think last week or during the week, it's probably because of Reguillon, why he doesn't get forward as much. Yeah, yeah of course. Because he's... That, that balance isn't there because like we've, we've spoken a lot about the imbalance like fullback thing that Mourinho likes to employ. Um, and right now, the the better attacking threat is Reguilon, but he's also got the pace and strength to get back and make those challenges. That means that he gets out of stuff like gets out of situations the same way Kyle Walker used to do, and you know that pace is is invaluable. But I guess the idea and the prospect of having them both being able to do that means that we can open up defenses. It's just amazing to think that we by making a defensive tweak, we could unlock greater attacking potential. But that midfield would have to look so different. And you couldn't have both in the melee themselves are in there. And and Hoberg's undroppable. So in any situation, any formation, you need him in there. You say that, though. What? Who do I always 
call upon to make a point about the fabulous nature of a 4-3-3 um, played well, right? It's Liverpool. And both Trent <clears throat> and Robertson get forward equally. They do. They, right? That's that's fine. But they they have, first of all, they, they have their centre-back pairing. Their centre-back pairing was like flawless at that time. And their keeper plays as a fully as a full sweeper keeper. We don't have true to so high press. That yeah. is true. The high press is and the other is the exponent that's of the four three three. Yeah, that is very true. Um, I hear you. I do hear you. I just I think we can unlock teams equally though from the four three three with Dombele and Lacelso. Very few players can do what Lacelso does in running with the ball and beating players. Like literally keeping that ball close to him, uh, he doesn't have as many assists. He's not popping off, but if he's higher up the field in the eight, then he will do. Very even fewer teams have someone like Dombele in midfield. He's not KDB, but he's KDB esque in terms of the way he can find those passes um, in the tight situations and in between the lines. Yeah, he doesn't have the long driven cross like KDB or we haven't seen it but there's very few players like him as well so I think at midfield if fit could unlock teams equally without us having to go to wing backs I mean it'll be interesting to see how he does it it'll be interesting to see how um, how he manages it because those those games are going to come thick and fast we all know that December is quite a difficult time to kind of see what's going on and and manage your and rotate your squad and things have been things have been there's been a lot of football already played so that fatigue is going to settle in and we'll just have to see how see how it goes with it man but, um, indeed so yeah. you mentioned Leicester in the um, fixtures there may I ask why you mentioned Leicester why you extended it to Leicester well the reason I extended it to Leicester is because you you mentioned before that Leicester are going to be a problem this season. Yeah. I think that when we look at Leicester, they don't really have many. They don't actually have many weaknesses within their squad, but I don't think they've got good squad. I don't think it's that that deep, and I think despite the fact that they're Ooh. doing what they're doing, and they've still got two, they've still got two key players to come back. And Didi hasn't been playing. Um, someone else who I forget. Um, Pereira. Yeah, also hasn't been playing. So they argue we should get stronger. But Brendan Rodgers' teams tend to hit like a wall at some point. And we don't know when that time's going to come. But if we can beat them, maybe we start that period. Do you see what I mean? Like, they, they could easily have dropped points against Wolves. I feel like they should have done. But Yeah, they could have. They could have. But they didn't. It's about but that's to, not a slight on them. It's though, not a slight. No, no, it's not a slight on them at all. It's not a slight on them at all. So saying that, saying that a team could have dropped points is not a slight on them at all. But what I am saying is that Brendan Rodgers' teams tend to tend to hit a wall at some point. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it did tend to happen. And I think that for us, we need to make a statement against Leicester because Leicester have done. I think Leicester have done. Yeah, we 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 dusted them off three 0 last season, but I think they they in recent times have had a fairly good record against us. So, yep. if they're one of those teams that you either, you know, it's very easy for you to perhaps not get up for it because they are not at the very top of the league in terms of, you know, the Man City and the Liverpool, etc. But they're nowhere near the bottom 
and they're much better than like the middling pack. So the way in which you play them is really, really tricky because if you don't get the points you need, it could feel it could end up feeling like a six pointer basically. And that's why it you, is can't, a, you can't you wait, can't lose it. Fella. Fella, it is a six pointer, they're top of the table. Okay, and... fine, yeah. yeah. That, that I I I'm I'm currently not giving them enough respect. I I completely concede that. I don't th- I don't think you are. Right. I don't think you I think they've got under they've still got Gray, haven't they? Right? Yeah. All Brighton does his job when he comes on. Yeah. They've obviously Madison hasn't been playing it a lot. They've still got Ianacho, right? Admittedly, there is a drop off if Vardy's not there, but you can say the same about Kane. Yes, the difference is Son can go up top and it is definitely better than Ianacho. So cool. But I think Leicester have assembled a really good squad. Castagna doesn't play every game. Justin's coming and doing really well, right? The I think for, uh, for Fana at the back as well, like he, he's done a great job since coming from San Etienne. But like, look, I, 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 you're right. I should, I should be showing him more, more respect. For me, I think that the biggest thing is to lay a marker down and to and to make a statement. That's what that's what being Leicester, Leicester needs to be about. Because if you can, if after all those that run of games, you can still go into a game against Leicester and get three points, then you're about it. And for me, yes, if that if that if we can get through uh, December and we're still about there, then I will allow myself to think about possibly believing. Believe in what? Believe in what? That we can win the title. Title contenders. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so are Leicester title contenders? I would say Leicester are title contenders, yeah. So City and Liverpool obviously are title contenders. Yeah. So who are the other title contenders then? Chelsea is also a title contender. Yeah. So that's five. That's Anybody it. else? That's it. So you dismiss United. They're not going to find yeah. four. Yeah. Dismiss United. Okay. Yeah, that's it. So we're currently in a title race with five teams. So yeah. we're dismissing Southampton, Villa, yeah. Everton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. So I guess the run of fixtures will prove that um, yeah. one way or the other, right? It will. It will. That's what I'm saying. At the end of at the end of February, we'll be in a, be put in a situation where we have to make a, uh, a decision, and we'll have to see. We'll just have to see if we've come out of that period of time with a decent with a decent points haul. If that's the case, then it's game one. Okay. Cool. So. Let's go straight back to the beginning. At the beginning, um, we spoke about, or you spoke about Dombele's show, and then we spoke about the players' um, numbers who we'd missed out on from shows 1 to 25 and 27. So I want to play a game called Squad Up. I didn't tell you this beforehand, and you don't know anything about this. Yeah, I've been thinking what, about this for a few weeks. Just it's just just you've just okay. been rushed. Is this what's, right. what's going to happen? All right, go for it. The the, the the listeners like us playing games. You don't want to play wiki footballer anymore. So let's play squad up. Okay, right. someone's going to steal this game at some point. This is how well you know your squad, right? Yeah. How well do you think you know the squad? Yeah, I know the ball. Well, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, mathematics. You good at maths? Uh, I can count my money. Okay, so which player would give would would you get if you added a Toby and a Hoybier together? And I'm talking squad numbers. Nine. Which player would you get? 
Oh, which player would they get? Oh, you'd get Bale. Yeah, we we answering players. Okay, yeah, sorry. You don't answer them. Yeah, you yeah? get Bale. <laughs> okay, okay go on. Yeah, yeah. cool, cool. You with me? Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice and easy, right? Nah, not the way you go on. <laughs> okay, cool. So, which players will get you a Lacelso? If I, if you have a, a Sanchez, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, okay. sorry, I've got, I've got an algebra, algebra question for you. Yeah. So, Sanchez plus which player gets you a Lacelso? One player. Sanchez. Yeah. Plus, which player gets me a Lacelso? Yeah, repeating the question always buys you a few more seconds, so that's cool. No, it's not Joe Hart. It's why, why are you covering your face? The listeners can't see it, but why are you covering your face? <sighs> it's my thinking face, man. <laughs> is it Joe Hart? I think it's Joe Hart. Do you, have, do you have a face for everything? I think it, yeah, I do. But I think it's Joe Hart. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty good. Okay, it's pretty right. good. So you had me get it right the first time, man. You let me sweat. <laughs> yes. Oh, my you you got to give me your final answer. Okay. okay. Last one. A Vinicius divided by no, that's too 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 easy. A, Vin, easy. a Vinicius yep. <laughs> minus a Getson gives you who? No, you're an idiot, Eric Dyer. <laughs> ah, 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 and you just get me to refer to him in every, in every episode that's what you want isn't it <laughs> mate you have a choice I can't make you do anything you're a digit you're a digit I can't I can't even make the listeners listening but thank you to all the listeners that do continue to listen we appreciate you we thank you thank you for those that dip in and out come on stay longer stay a while and thank you to the new cities um, we've got Saint Galen or Galien um, in Switzerland. We okay. see you. We nice. respect you. Yeah. It's all good. And obviously all those USA, Australian, New Zealand, Canadian, German, Belgium, uh, all the countries we've mentioned over the um, months. Keep listening. Thank you. And obviously to the listeners in the GB in Great Britain, continue to listen and up the spurs. Cool, man. Well, um, guys, thank you again for listening from me. Also, don't forget that if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It really helps with the rankings. Five-star only because we only give you five-star content. Um, you can follow us on the Shelf Pod on Twitter for all the ramblings, ratings, and controversial questions that Andrew likes to put out there. Um, but until next time, it's good night from me. And it's good night from me. Run that outro. Run that outro.